When you lose, I'm not joking, it's like somebody's died. It's painful, and it's painful for days and days. If the manager gets sacked, and when he did get sacked, for example, Steven Gerrard, you're out the door. It's as simple as that. It's so cutthroat, isn't yeah. it? When I stepped off it and I stepped away from it, I kind of like, I was like, oh my God. All of a sudden, like, you feel your nervous system drop and you're like... Really? <sighs> Alex Ferguson says this is one of his biggest regrets, you know. Ben, if you'd have signed for Newcastle, You'd have been playing in the cup final on Sunday. <laughs> the amount of Instagram messages I've got, we've, I had a few, I've even had a few offers like recently where I could have gone and maybe done like short-term deals and stuff like that. When you were watching those penalties in that World Cup final, did you know how that final, was, the, the penalty shootout was going to play out? If you see the difference between a Loris and a Martinez, yeah. who do you think is going to save a penalty? Yeah, exactly that. What did he say the celebrations were like afterwards? It's completely mental. There's people jumping off. I like, know, I saw it. To yeah, get on, I saw it. Mental. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fozcast. Now, we have had some banging guests already this season, and it continues today because it's goalie talk. We are joined by world-class goalkeeper coach, Neil Cutler. And it's not necessarily even like a Neil Cutler episode cuts, right? We're just going to talk goalkeeping. goalkeeping. We're going to talk about the world that we live in. Uh, We'll talk about, I don't know, a bit of a retirement update, some of the goalies you've coached. Uh, We've got a unbelievable list of goalkeeper shirts above me haven't we Tom lovely yeah and we're, we're going to go through them and we're going to get your sort of what's the word impressions is your that take, what it your is? take, your on, take on what these goalies are and why they are what they are um, their, their, their strengths their weaknesses all that kind of stuff so Neil Cutler everybody if you don't know who he is like I say world class uh, goalkeeper coach um, been goalkeeper coach at Aston Villa Emmy Martinez uh, West Brom Ben Foster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been on the podcast before hasn't he and he um, has been on the podcast yeah, it was a good episode, that, really actually, good. wasn't it? Really good. Like, deep-diving goalkeeper talk. Exactly right. It's really it's nice, isn't it? it? Right, coming in. First uh, shirt, who are we going to go for? Um, let's go this side. We've got Peter Cech up here, Cuts. Right, come on, let's deep-dive on have Peter Have you Cech. seen, by the way, Peter Cech, when he plays ice hockey? Yes, I have. Oh, my God. Yes, I How know. How good is he, by the way? Do you reckon that is a, a transferable skill? Yeah. It, genu- it has Definitely to be, hasn't is. it? Reactions yeah. and all that. Yeah, which holds his shape. Yeah. Well. Oh, does he play in like, goal ice hockey? Yeah, goal. he does, yeah. All Not, the gear. He's amazing. Yeah, like amazing yeah. guy, but he, I reckon he's one of them guys that's good at everything. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he plays piano and yeah, like exactly all that kind right. of stuff. He's one of these all rounders, isn't he? Yeah, he seems like a very calm, kind of meticulous, measured played, guy. Like, yeah, so calm, so like in control. Yeah, it JT. Was. I remember speaking to JT about him and uh, John Terry. <laughs> give a little sniff when you say <laughs> sorry, that. By the yeah, way, sorry. he dropped that down there. Sorry, yeah, the I did. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, loved him. Just consistent. Yeah, so consistent. Um, yeah, but like when you see him make a mistake, like. Very he he, he was mistake. he is my all time favorite Premier League goalkeeper all time all time Premier League goalkeeper. So I've got his shirt up there. So that is um, we played we played him the season that he was retiring at Arsenal. Um, he he came to the dressing he, he came to our dressing room and I was buzzing. I was so excited. Right, he came to the dressing room and he went Ben. Um, 
can I can have one of your shirts? Is that okay? And I was like, Peter, check, mate, please. Like, <laughs> as long as I can have one of yours, like that is for sure. And I knew, he, and he had already announced that he was retiring. So I went and got one of my shirts, and I said, like, mate, my all-time favourite Premier League goalkeeper signed it. Um, and then he went and got a shirt in the meantime, and he'd written a little note on it as well to say, like, to Fozzy, like it was. I was like, oh, Best Peter, wishes, top man. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. What a goal. What made him your favourite, man? Um, oh, I think it was. Some of the saves that he made, right? So if you if you cast your mind back to in his pomp at Chelsea, where do you remember? I think it was the FA Cup match they played against Man United, and he made a save from Hernandez. I think it was. Um, it was. It, it's a goal. It has to be a goal. And somehow he manages to get hand on it, tip it over the bar, like claw it back, tip it over the bar. And he used to make saves like this all the time. But I think it's what you say cuts about his calmness. You just knew what you were going to get from him, didn't you? Exactly. And the top end, top level. Yeah. You've got a goalie, you know, he's going to go out there and he's just going to be eight, eight out of 10 every single game. Yeah. It's amazing. Actually. I remember as well, um, back in the day when Chelsea signed him from, I think it was Rennes, wasn't it? It was someone, someone like that. Um, Man United were trying to sign him as well. Mm. And Alex Ferguson says this is one of his biggest regrets, you know, is when Schmeichel retired, they were looking for that next one. I think they went and got me instead. <laughs> what a mistake at Jamaica. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, they, they, they missed out on getting Peter Cech and they were genuinely like interested in trying to buy him. But Chelsea stole in there and my God, did they get a goalie for the next 15 years, didn't they? What a goalie. Kind of like similar to Van der Sar in terms of, you know, that consistency, yeah, that yeah, level, yeah, that yeah. calmness. I always rated him like, I'm similar in the way they play. I think he played football at the best time as well because just towards the end of his career, like I say, when he got that move to Arsenal and then they started expecting him to be able to play the ball out from the back. That's not your game, Peter. <laughs> that is not your game, Peter, yeah, exactly is it? Right. Is that one? There's a one where they pass the ball back to him on his goal line, and he's gone to pass it out, and it's gone out for a corner. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is horrible. But that gets in your head as a goalie, doesn't exactly it? Exactly right. When yeah, you're being asked to do something like that, the game has changed now, hasn't massively. It? And the way academies coach young goalkeepers now, and that's a, predominantly a big, big thing. Yeah, it's a huge thing. It's one of the first things now, isn't it? Yeah, really, you've got to have all the tools. Yeah. You have to. It's a massive part of it. Um, right, let's move on. Um, Alison Becker. Oh, wow. We're going from big name to big name. These are all match-worn shirts, by the way, I'm proud to say. Um, and we just have them sort of hanging around the office or whatever. But Alison Becker, give me a take on I big Alison. I think he's actually player of the season this season. For Liverpool. For Liverpool. Yeah. I think he's actually player of the yeah, season. It's had to be. I think the Liverpool have been ported back. I think they've conceded chances. I think he's had to be really, really good. Yeah. Really good. I, I think, think he's, he's been a lot busier than what people thought he would ever possibly be for Liverpool, wouldn't he? And, you know, you like you think about these big goalies. Yeah, they're good, but they're playing behind big teams and good defences. Yeah. Mate, he's been tested this I year. I know. He's, he's like, he's stepped forward. He's looking I, really I need good. you to break down this. We, we spoke about it on the football fill-in earlier today. He's got... Um, it's like he's came up with a new way of goalkeeping when it comes to these one-on-ones. Break yeah, it down for I mean, me. First and foremost, his timing of when to come down the line and block is exceptional. Yeah. His speed down the line is very good. So what he does basically keeps his shoulders level. He doesn't rotate. He doesn't drop out the way. He doesn't fall backwards. Yeah. He keeps everything level. He keeps his chin on the ball. He knows where the ball is at all times. And he just gets big blocks. Yeah. He reacts to the ball, you know, because he can, because he doesn't flinch. No, he doesn't. He keeps part. his eyes on the ball. Eyes on the ball, but his shoulders don't rotate. His head doesn't come Surface away. Surface area is massive. Yeah. And he's got, and he keeps low, you know. If yeah. you're going to get beat as a goalie, you want to get beat high, don't you? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Because getting it over you, a slim. 
I, I don't think... want to get him through you. Don't get beat through you. I always used to say, it's like, don't get beat through you. Keep it all in there. <laughs> but I think close. he gets to the, mo- the most optimal height, right? It's like, say, it's that reading it, reading that certain situation. He's there at the right time. Yeah. Time is incredible. But then to be at the optimal height with everything in the right place and keep your eyes on the ball, because it's human nature, isn't it? That exactly when somebody right. whacks a ball at you, you automatically sort of close your eyes or you'll turn your head. Or He, he keeps everything just focused on that ball. But that comes from training. That's creating new logical patterns. Yeah, it, it is. Over yeah. and over and over again. And then it just becomes natural. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That is what he'll be doing in his club. He'll be training that day in, day out. And that becomes natural. Yeah. If you're not working on it... You'll never do it. Never this might it. sound yeah. like a daft question. Right. But you talk about getting the ball smashed in your face and something like that, yeah. or and not moving an inch. Is is that something that like you do in training? I.e., just get five yards yeah. out as a young goalkeeper and just absolutely welly the ball. <laughs> like, as do, a younger goalkeeper, do you do sessions like this then? As in like blocking, as, as yeah, in blocking and that. Yeah, hundred percent. You have to. because yeah. it's a massive part of the game. And you expect your goalies to just take it and wear it. Yeah. Exactly. Part, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. a yes then. It's yes, part it of the is. armory. Your face is part of the armory. Yeah. It's part of the block. You know, if you and like we just spoke about, if you're gonna move, that's what moves your whole body. Yeah. You know, as soon as you move your head, it moves your shoulders, you, and then it rotates your body, and then you're you're leaving a gap. Wow. So it's like that detail of not moving. I always say, keep your chin on the ball, hold your chest. Yeah, yeah good way. You're taking a few in the mush, clearly. Then yeah, Neil, not so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, that's it's true though. Like uh, for me as a goalie, whenever we've done it in training, not necessarily in training so much. Like I don't, I'm not trying to get one in the kipper or in the <laughs> or in the winky or something like that. But <laughs> in, in the, the winky, in the game, if you get one in the dish, yeah, yeah. if you get one splat in the middle of the face right from point blank range that is as good as a world-class save isn't 100%. it oh you you're buzzing but you used to training balls now you can use a lighter ball oh, okay that helps yeah you know like because you can just kind of take it in the face. just to train you to train keep you on it. it yeah it's a lighter ball that yeah. a lot of clubs use now oh mate yeah so yeah that's a genuine thing by the way we do we train to get one straight in the face and so proud when it happens as well, <laughs> well I love it, it. next next up then so obviously sir alex ferguson didn't get petter check but he did get the next guy, oh. David De Gea. Talk I think Steely was David. a big influence in De Gea, De Gea coming across. Yeah. When he, I think Steely has been fantastic over the years. and He's kind of like a goalkeeping guru. Steely. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's self-proclaimed goalkeeper. <laughs> who, who are we talking about here? Sorry. Uh, Eric, Eric Steele, Steele, yeah. He calls himself the guru. Or he'll like, I, I've, I've, I've trained with uh, Steely at Man United and if he hit like a lovely like right-footed or left-footed like service, or, he would go, oh, what a service. The save <laughs> weren't bad, but what a strike. He would always do he's it. I think you're a dickhead. You but again, he's someone that's, you know, I think even now, I think he's, he's played the season again like, yeah. every year. So consistent. I think what he's starting to do now is protect the space a little bit better like he's very much you know sits and protects the goal a lot as a shot stopper yeah um not great in possession but he does all does right a job yeah but he's a shot stopper you know he's athletic he's quick he's agile um he just for me needs to protect more of the space he needs to take up better positions a bit braver relation. just braver in his yeah. head but he doesn't i don't think that's his game i just don't think he likes doing it yeah because he's quick and athle- athletic and agile he protects the goal so well and he's so calm. He's yeah. like he's calm and. I think I think David De Gea is. Uh, it's it sounds like I was, I was going to say niche, right? But what he's what he's managed to do is he's found a niche of a club in Man United that works so well for him. Yeah. Honestly, so so well that yeah. I don't think there's many goalies out there that will be able to do as good a job as what David De Gea does. You know. So I tell you what he does though. He hides the fact that he doesn't come for crosses. Yeah. Nobody would know it. So when you're saying <laughs> no. like David De Gea is brilliant, is this that and the other, and a lot, but I would say. 
yeah, but doesn't his stats on coming for crosses are ridiculously low. Yeah. But nobody realizes it. Because <laughs> no. he just makes loads of saves, yeah. doesn't he? Like but, he won't come for the cross, but he'll save the header. Or... I think what he's managed to do though is find a way that works for him and the players in front of him. So yeah. I think the players know that he's not going to come for crosses. Exactly right. So then he's not caught making a mistake in those crosses. And like I say, this when I say niche, what I mean is he's found what works. And it does work, yeah, it really doesn't well. it? Really, really yeah. well. You don't get to that number of games. And no get chance. That many player of the season yeah. and get these accolades that yeah. he's got without being very, very good at what he does. Yeah. That is what he does. Will exactly. he will he work for Man United? Because obviously he's been one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League for what ten yeah, ten yeah, or so yeah. years. For Ten Hag, will he be the goalkeeper there in two years because of the, oh, the style? That's in a which good they question. Play? That's a good question. I don't question. think so. I think they are trying to sort a new contract, and I'm just not sure he'll be there in another couple of years. Yeah. Is that a new contract for resale value though? Possibly, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. I don't think. I think the way Man United want to play and the way they'll want to progress. Can't see De Gea being that goalie. No, I'm with you. I think, um, yeah, this is a really difficult one. This I can see him signing a new two year deal, but just so that they can sell him for thirty mil, um, maybe in a year's time or six months time or something like that. Um, but I do. I think sometimes it's it's better the devil, you know. You know, with, when it comes to someone like a Manchester, especially yeah. a Manchester United goalkeeper, it is the better that the devil that you know. Then if you know you're going to get a seven point five every single week from a David De Gea. Just give him a new contract and let him play and keep doing yeah, that. Because what are you going to pay for a new goalie? Oh, 60, 70, 80, Nobody wants to do that as well. Nobody wants to pay they that money for a goalie. They really don't. And the Man United need positions. Yeah. You know, other positions. They're going to pay money for other positions. And goalies, I don't think he's going to be one of them. Um, all right then, uh, Neil, somebody you know very, very well in the final shirt up there. Um, big Emmy Martinez. Talk to me about this guy. Um, it's difficult, obviously, because... I've worked with him for a long time. I know all his attributes. I know what he's about. Um, just an unbelievable work ethic, a yeah. desire to achieve, a desire to win. Just like goes above and beyond. Like he's just ruthless in everything he does. He like, just wants more, 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 just more. Oh. I think because he's, he is like a thirty-year-old twenty-two, like a twenty-year-old thirty-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Group, but, He's like, not play games. Yeah. So he's not played games. So now all of a sudden he's thrust into the Premier League, playing week in, week out. He's playing for Argentina. Yeah. So he's learning on his feet constantly, but he loves it and he does, wants more of does it. Does that mean then you would think that he's got more, so many more miles left in the tank that we still haven't probably even seen the best of any Martinez right. yet? Because think emotionally what he's going through now. Right? Yeah. So he gets he's, he's, he's obviously had such an up and down upbringing in the game gone on loans some loans haven't worked some have worked he's been told he's going to be number one for Arsenal and he's not and it's not worked out yeah. all of a sudden he's coming into Aston Villa and he's just every every other week it's, it's, it's new to him yeah. like he wins a Copa America it's like oh my god it's Argentina and he's like it's the best thing ever like then like another season then he's got another season at Villa trying to replicate the first season which he did amazingly well and then you win the World Cup oh. and it's like oh. literally like it's like everything because they're so passionate, aren't they? Yeah, South they Americans, yeah. Argentinians oh. in particular. Well, like that is this world. That's one of the biggest things that could possibly happen ever. to an Argentinian, isn't so it? So imagine like he's learning on his feet again. So then he has to win the World Cup and then go back to the Premier League like nothing's happened. Like yeah, that's so difficult. You called it. Hard. I remember you came on the football fill-in and we did a little some little predictions and you said um, you called. Argentina to win the World Cup. Yeah. Um, yeah, you tell did, us a yeah. little bit, because you had a little trip out there, didn't you? Yeah, I went you? to Miami. I think it was the last camp before the World Cup and their togetherness and what they created as a group. You know, like the music's playing, the really, singing, yeah. the dancing, that togetherness was huge and you could feel it. Yeah. You could actually feel like they go out training and they're having a laugh and a joke, but 
when training starts, like boom, like on it, on it, wow, on it. And were you there just kind of watching and observing? What what were you out there? Yeah, I was for? there to, like to meet the goalie coach, who's who's a really good guy to be fair, um, Martin Tacoli, I think his mm. name is. Very good, very detailed. Just to really for the build up for the World Cup, what he thought about Emmy, where he needed to be, and what I thought. I mean, our views were very similar. Worked really well. So I just invited over really to have that you know that discussion and to see where he has and, and basically what he does when he's in that group and how he reacts in that group and you know like yeah how he holds himself and he's like he held himself differently did for argentina than he did for villa like really? you see how, like what proud like you could see him like here i am now yeah came back to villa and was a bit frustrated yeah like didn't like well, it's like it, kind of the high of the World Cup, the emotion of the, of being with Argentina. It's it's almost like a step down coming it, to the Premier every League. Every time he went with Argentina and come back to Villa, it was like kind of you have to kind of get him back up again because really? like, he gets frustrated with like other people. Yeah, yeah. And just getting just the focus was to get him to concentrate on himself and himself. Just that was it. Nobody else. Deal with yourself because he's trying to help out too he's much. Trying to he's trying to help, much. tell everybody what yeah. to do and help them and put yeah, them in yeah. the right positions. Yeah. Because he, he's that kind of person. Yeah. You know, like he's trying to like get everybody. Going and get everybody right. How, how how good is that detail, right? That Argentina and Emmy Martinez and the goalie coach have gone right. So let's get your goalie coach from England, from Aston Villa, to come over and we can all sit down in a room and we can talk about the best way to attack this World Cup. In that detail. is that is yeah. the tiny details that people just that people don't see that. People don't understand the the amount of work and that goes and into that. And it's a that. far cry from look at England over the years where that relationship with the England national team has been one manager saying don't play him in the League Cup and then the you know yeah, that that yeah, kind yeah. of relationship so to have that cohesiveness between we even spoke about penalties as well like, yeah, like yeah. he went to that detail where he was stepping um, linear to go lateral like step forward to go sidewards yeah. instead of just diving just stepping sidewards and it's something that we could then work on what because it slows his uh, how, how far power, how much can, he can you cover you can't get power off your leading leg if it's going to go forward to go sideways yeah, okay. can you so yeah. it's got to be that yeah, step yeah. sideways to dive sideways you've got to get that little step to go yeah, and you yeah. can't and you watch now right the amount of goalies that step their initial first step is forwards to then push sideways and they're actually trying to power over their leg when it's too far away it's too far forward yeah. And it's like a trait that a lot of goalies have. And it cuts down the time as well. So all you've got to do is get from there to there as quickly as you Why possibly can. Why do they advance off the line? Why do they advance off the line? Because I watch football and I'll, I'll think to myself, one, why are you doing it? Because with the technology now, yeah. it's probably going to be pulled back. Yeah. And yeah, for that exact reason, surely you'd be better exploding either side. This is a thing, right? So you want you've, you've, your first step has to be slightly forward because you can't get power just sideways can you and you can't get it too far forward so it's got to be that happy medium and you if you dive too far forward the power the pace is going to beat you on it yeah so you've basically got to get the the, the optimal optimum step like that that step has got to be sort of slightly in front yeah sort of like what, 20 degrees or step. something a 20 degree angle or something biomechanically you've got to get your body weight over that leg as quickly as you possibly can and get a push like that so if it's too far forward you're not going to get your body weight over and you're not going to be able to push so it's like the speed and what you've got to dip and dive is, is, is so quick, so quick. When you were watching those penalties in that World Cup final, did you know how that p final, was, the, the penalty shooter was going to play out? I obviously knew that he would save some. Yeah. Because he always does, because yeah. of what he is and what he brings. And he's, and he's like, if you watch him, if you see the difference between a Loris and a Martinez, yeah. who do you think is going to save a penalty? Yeah, exactly that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And that's character and that's yeah. personality. And that's another thing that we delved into really, really deeply was is how he holds himself on the pitch. Uh -huh. his, his personality. Whereas, and this was 
when he came back from Argentina quite a bit, he'd come back and he'd be within himself and he'd be like frustrated with everybody. It's like, no, 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 no. You've got to bring your personality, your leadership skills, your experiences to the pitch. Show people what you're about. Don't yeah. go inwards. Stay outwards. Especially for a team like Villa where yeah. they it, need everybody that's show, got that to show like, it. He cares so much, yeah. but he, he, he let that go in. He said, really? care so much and show people you care. Wow. On the pitch, show people you care. And that was like kind of bring your personality to the pitch. So when then that kind of went over to the penalty bit, you know, bring your personality to the penalties. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't, don't just stand there. What are you going to bring? What are you going to bring that's different? When I saw them, when I saw the goalies lining up and they're standing up in the goal, I just knew that Argentina yeah. were going to win that he's penalty like shootout. A, he's like a, an, a caged animal. Oh, he's a big man, a big, hairy, angry man, isn't yeah. he? He's like, a big dude, isn't he's he? He's a big not dude, just that, mate. Though, he, you can see how much that means to him. Yeah. It means everything. And he will do anything it possibly takes to keep that ball out of net. Yeah. And he's just like... You see it in his eyes. He's like, "What did he say?" The celebrations were like afterwards, bonkers, mental, completely mental. There's people jumping off. I like, know. I saw it. Yeah, get on, I saw it. Mental, completely mental. Good session. Yeah. Oh, I would have thought it would have been. Oh, <laughs> got yes. one more for you, boys. Got one more for you. Yeah, come on, bring this one out. Oh. I think underrated. No, rightly highly rated. Yeah. Surely, yeah, very Pepe. very highly rated. Pepe Reina, one oh. of the best personalities in the game. You really, yeah, really. So what you got to work with Pepe at yeah. Aston Villa, didn't yeah. you? What what a guy. Really? And was one of the main reasons why we stayed in the league that yeah. season because of his personality and his knowledge and his experience. But just like, he's just so open. Like came in Spanish goalie, like come into the, and really open to the way I work and and um, didn't like, didn't like, oh, what's all that about? Like, you know. Bought into not, it oh, all. Pepe Reina, why you Just like, Fully like fully in, yeah. Like, and open to all his stories and all his knowledge and all his experiences. Imagine like me, I'm like picking his brain. Every oh day. heck, yes, you would be. Yeah. Oh, so I can see us. What was he all about? And like all of like just a top top fella. I love top that fella. Pepe Brown. One of the best side volleys. He you've bought ever the side seen. volley over. I think. Oh, he, like, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. He was one of the OGs that bought it yeah. over, weren't it? Yeah. Just an absolute weapon. He'd get it and just zing it out yeah. on this. Oh, it was so beautiful to watch. How about that for a bit of GK chat to start? Yeah, I know it's lovely. Uh, it's quickly lovely. as well, that is again that is one of um, that is one of Pepe Reina's Lazio shirts. So um, he got in touch with me last season um, and basically sent me a message on Instagram saying, "I've been uh, my kids love the cycling GK. Um, would it be possible for their birthdays like next month for you to send a couple shirts over?" Um, I was like, "Yeah, for sure, mate." So got the names, wrote the names on it, um, and I went, "Mate, is there any chance you can send me one of your shirts as well? I'd love it. Like, but I love Pepe Reina anyway." And so he signed it to uh, the cycling GK. Lots of love. And best of luck, Pepe Reina. What a guy. But he's sort of brought in like, in small side of games, you know when you get the ball and you just throw it out, he would drop it every single time. He wanted it at his feet to play with it. Every single time. So yeah. he would just drop it and just run forward with it. <laughs> like, And then we got all our goalies to do it. Because how are you going to, yeah. you're going to learn in possession under real pressure like, drop it and see what happens and what you're going to do. And like, in you a have to see a picture really quickly, don't you? Yeah. And, and in a five-a-side and six-a-side, it will drag one of their players out of exactly. position just as well. Around yeah, and if you can play around yeah. it and get out Amazing from it, boom. Amazing for us. Like, just little things like that that he brought in. I love that, man. I got him to put in a couple of sessions as well, like, yeah. just to get his ideas and his thoughts and... It's really open and really good, like really oh, positive. Pepe, what a legend. Right, Tomasi, where are we going from right, That okay. was some serious so, goalie chat, by the today, way. Today is the 20th of February. This is going out on the 23rd of February. Ben, if you'd assigned for Newcastle... You'd have been playing in a cup final on Sunday. <laughs> the amount of Instagram messages I've got. Right, so just for a bit of context, by the way. So um, yesterday, uh, sorry, on Saturday evening, um, Newcastle were playing against Liverpool. Nick Pope 
got sent off. It's a horrible sending off as well. It's a, it's like it's a comedy red card, honestly. He's come out, tried to dive header it about 40 yards out from goal, completely cocked up the header, ended up grabbing hold of the ball and pulling it in. It was painful watch, wasn't it, mate? It's horrible, especially for someone that's had such a good season. I know. You feel for him, don't you? Oh, I feel for him so badly. Um, but unfortunately, that means he's going to have to miss the, um, the Carabao Cup final now. Dubravka? Dubravka is, is cup-tied. cup-tied. Right, so... Cardalo's gone out on loan. Yeah, so... If Man United... No, who are they playing, sorry? Man United. United. Yeah, so... So, if Man United win on Sunday, Dubravka gets, gets a, medal. a medal. Oh, my gosh. This is ridiculous, <laughs> For Newcastle, Dubravka gets a medal. It's it, crazy. This it is, is ridiculous, it's isn't crazy, it? It's crazy, isn't it? And... and Karius will play as well. So you would have thought Karius or Gillespie. So Mark yeah. Gillespie's got a chance of playing as well. Either yeah. one of them two will play. But if it's Karius, I hope he does well. Like, yeah. I really hope he does well yeah. because he's had some ridicule after the, know, what he did. Yeah. He's killed his career a little bit. It now. did. Massively killed his career. And just for him. And like, he's still like a top pro. Yeah, you know? Like, know, yeah. He needs to be just go in that game and, and do all right. You, the so. thing with Karius is you can tell he's a, he's a top goalie. He's a top, top goalie. I've, I've, I've seen training sessions with him. He's a proper goalie, yeah? yeah? I think what's happened in that Champions League final a few years ago has mentally scarred him probably for life, wasn't yeah. it? Because yeah. he's he had such a downturn after that game yeah. and it really affected him, didn't it? I think he was inconsistent a little bit before that. Yeah. You know, like getting used to the Premier League, the biggest league in the world. So it wasn't easy for him. He, he's not... And he was quite young at the time, yeah. wasn't he? Inexperienced. And mistakes are going to happen. Mm. It's just, it's obviously he's made these mistakes oh. in the, the biggest time. In the biggest, the biggest stage, stage as well. And hopefully he does well and it resurrects his career a little bit. Yeah, we're in uh, Carius's camp here. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, as I say, if I would have signed for um, Newcastle at the start of the season, then I don't know. Well, there would have been a chance anyway. There go for been the a treble. Chance. Yeah, go for the treble. Okay, yeah. so um, we have a bit of footage chat now. Obviously, we're in kind of February now. So... I want to have a little chat about retirement and how you're finding it. Okay. Um, do you miss it? And then obviously want to chat to Neil about when he retired. So. Yeah, I want to find out about your retirement as well, actually. Um, am I missing it? God, no. No, heck no. Um, <laughs> I do, honestly, I do not miss um, any, uh, quite literally anything about going into training every day, training, and then even the matches. I thought I'd miss the matches. I thought I'd miss the buzz player, of it because I am player. a match player and I buzz off that adrenaline at the three o'clock. But... Do you know what I don't miss is the, it got so sort of, towards the end of it, that it got so sort of, um, I could see the pressure on people, yeah? I could see that it was always a bit, it it, take, it would take its toll on people. And I didn't enjoy watching people genuinely say, just can't wait till the game's over. Just can't wait till the game's over. And that's kind of the way that it started going. And I'm thinking, yeah. I'm not really enjoying this anymore. Do you know what I mean? And when you start losing that buzz on the match day, I think that was what forced me to go off. I think you're quite empathetic as well, aren't you? Yeah. Like you, you care about genuine, yeah, you care genuinely, about people yeah. and you can see it. And I see it with managers and I see it with coaches a lot. Yeah. You know, it takes a toll, you know. It's imagine. a highly pressurised industry that you're in and you lose a few games, you're like, oh my God, like, yeah. get the sack here. But this is, you, you've seen it from that side as well, Cuts, where... You know that you you were at Aston Villa, and you're honestly, I'm not blowing smoke at your ass here. You're one of the best goalkeepers in the goalkeeper coaches in the world. Yeah, you are right. He's smirking. He knows it as well. Scumbag. Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, but genuinely, he is. He's one of the best goalkeeper coaches in the world. Certainly, the best I've worked with, alongside maybe Dave Watson. But you, even you, being that high caliber of what you are, know that if the manager gets sacked, and when he did get sacked, for example, Stephen Gerrard, you're out the door. It's as simple as that. It's so cutthroat, isn't yeah. it? it is and 
my problem is, and I'm quite empathetic as well, I'm, yeah. and I'm, I give everything. So I've got, when I'm in a job and I'm like, I'm giving everything I've got. Yeah. And it's like my, and it just goes. Like you've given, like the villa, give it everything for four years. You've developed um, a philosophy through, all through the phases. Everything's going all right. There's goalies coming through. They're all internationals. Emmy's flying. He wins the World Cup. It's like, and it's like nothing. Yeah. Like you just, now you've got it. You're gone. Forget it. Yeah. Gone. And I like, and to be fair, when I, when I stepped off it and I stepped away from it, I kind of like, I was like, oh my God. Like don't realize how intense. Yeah. And I needed it. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like, you feel your nervous system drop and you're like, really? I needed that but yeah, don't break. realize when you're in at the time and you're like you live it don't seven, you, you live, live it, it like, so much yeah. like at any moment of any like? time when you lose i'm not joking it's like somebody's died yeah it's painful it? yeah it's painful and it's painful for days and days like and then like all of a sudden you're picking up towards the next game but the atmosphere around the place is hard to get going you're like yeah. you're trying to you come in the day after a defeat and you're like right we need to get people going here we need to like really ramp it up a little bit because you can feel the atmosphere when you come in the training ground it's like yeah this was so this was like this is ex it's exactly that this is my what my problem was towards the end of when i retired basically was that everybody's mood was dictated by that result on the saturday so if we had won on the saturday everybody's giddy and everybody's yeah. happy all week long yeah. and training's fantastic and everyone's having a nice time but we just got relegated at watford last season so virtually every monday you knew that it was going to be a miserable yeah, kind of like, horrible. oh my God, we're going to get relegated and players' money's going to get cut and all this kind of stuff. And that's what really left a, re a bit of a bad taste in my mouth, to be yeah. perfectly honest, was that everybody just getting dictated by it and it was horrible you know, to that's see. You've got to create an atmosphere though. Create, like if you're a manager, like the top managers have to create that emotional baseline where you have to try and push the fact that yeah. win, lose, and draw, you've got to stay on that, that baseline. Because a lot of managers are like that. Yeah. And it's like, you got Dean Smith was the best ever. Was he really? Best Just ever. Just keeping it straight. Same person, yeah. win, lose, or draw. Same personality. Like, so open. And like, he could say anything or do anything. Just like, fine, no problems. Even if you lose, come in, like, smiling. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody's died. It shouldn't change anything, should it? It no, shouldn't change whether you win, lose, or draw. You've got to lose games. Yeah, you, as you long are. as you've set your levels and limits of mm -hmm. what you expect from people, and as long as people are delivering on them, exactly then it right. should just stay the same, because they should even itself out, shouldn't it? What? The problem we had at Watford, sorry, quickly, Tom, is that um, we had, the manager was in charge for about five or six well, weeks, and then there would be a new one. That's literally what I was going to ask you. That was going to be my question, was when the new managers came in at the rate they did at Watford, was the kind of uh, mentality like, here we go again? Yeah, a little bit. It was. It, it was, was genuinely. You could. You knew the writing was on the wall for the managers. So um, once it got to a certain point of he would lose three or four, and as soon as there was a bit of a rumor of, cool, if he loses on Saturday, he's, he's getting sacked. You knew what was coming. Honestly, you genuinely knew the what was coming. The players feel that. Oh, the they players feel, feel the it. Pressure. Yeah, like, feel it. And then momentum starts. So once you get that momentum of losing games, so difficult yeah, to get, no, to get out when, of it. Yeah. yeah. Do they lose a bit of? Respect or credibility for the manager, though, because like, will certain players kind of go, "Well, he's he's going to be gone in two weeks, so actually, I'm not that bothered what he says." Um, I wouldn't say they necessarily do it so outwardly and openly, but I think s like subconsciously, yeah, human nature, they will just dip a little bit. They won't sort of 
do that last gas tackle that might get them injured, but it might block a goal at the same time. They will just... And I, I even seen players, like when it gets so negative and toxic and bad and the results are so bad, that players are, are really happy to have injuries. Genuinely, like they're so happy to have an injury because then they're out of the firing line and they've got a legitimate excuse as well. But then that injury that could be a two-weeker turns into a four-weeker and we, they drag it out. Yeah, we spoke about this earlier, didn't we, about a lot of footballers are now more introverted than extroverted. Yeah. That's just the way society is and it's the way it's going. So... You know, the introverts now, they need a certain person around them in order to get, you know, like get them into game, getting ready for games yeah. and getting motivated in games. And if you're a shouty manager, it's like bawling and barking at them. They're like, they go in, they go inwards naturally. Yeah. Nobody likes being shouted no. at, coach. <laughs> I don't care exactly who you are. Right. But, and, and the same goes when you start losing games. These introverts will go within themselves and question themselves. And that's when you need good coaches and good managers around them to be able to get through that and out of that. I've got a theory. I've got a theory, lads. Right, listen to this, yeah? If I was a football chairman, a football owner, right? I own my own, my own club. This is how I would run it, right? The one of the rules would be you have to be at least 30 years old. Nobody younger than 30, all right? I don't want anybody under 30. I will have players on two-year contracts maximum, yeah? And I would do the most hardcore due diligence of finding out about what that person is. The football bit, I'm not even worried about for, an, for a second, yeah? <laughs> I, they, 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 no, they have to have quality. They're, it's obvious they have to have quality. But the overriding factor has to be what they are like as a human being first and foremost, right? And if I know they're a good egg and they mix well and they get on with people, they're talkative, they're funny, they're blah, 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 and they do it properly, yeah? They will do it properly. You've got a chance of playing for my football team, right? And then when you get that many players like that, right? I, I think you will stay up season after season after season. Watch what Sean Dyche does at Sean Everton Dyche. now. Watch what Sean Dyche does, yeah? This is how he's built his whole career. He le literally goes around and goes, What's he like as a player? What's he like as a person, first and foremost? And then that's it. It'll go from there. And that's what, that's all I'd do. Because as well, for me, so at Chelsea at the minute, they've got this mad thing of giving players eight and a half year contract. I think if you give an eight and a half year contract to a 21-year-old kid on 150 grand a week, you are just asking for it. He's multi-multi-millionaire and his work ethic's boom. naturally just going to be more Exactly. You'll get, you'll, you'll, he might be an eight one week, he'll be a two the next week and you'll yeah. disappear and he'll miss out and all this kind of stuff. But if you have a 30-year-old player who knows that he's only got a two year contract and he has to keep playing for his next contract yeah he will continuously continuously reliably give you the best he's got every single week and that's all i'll ask of my players and i think you'll do an absolutely incredible job with this team i think chelsea used to do that in the past didn't they yeah if anybody at 30 and would just give one year contract one year, two year like, match, and a lot yeah. of the players were around that age didn't arsenal yeah. do that didn't, didn't wenger have that I think he did, that, yeah. Didn't yeah. One year, yeah. One year only. Yeah. I think he lost a couple as a result of it, but mm -hmm. still, you you know what you're going to get from these older but, but players. But then, don't the side of the thing is, are you going to get these players in if you're not offering them these big contracts? Yeah, true that. But Do you know what I mean? It's like you're uh, have it's, to... it's a it's a it's a it's a hard one. It's a tough one. But if they know they're joining a team where it's done properly and there ain't going to be the dickheads, because you know what it's like. You probably saw it towards the end of your career. I see it towards the end of my career. The amount of young kids that come through that don't really have any respect for anyone or anything. And they just toss it off and they do what they want and the culture's not there. And you just think, I'm just fighting a losing battle here all the time. The word. Culture is the word. Yeah, the culture. Culture you create. And I think that a football club has to create a culture no matter what manager comes in. Yeah. You've got to create that culture where you are developing these people as people, you know, to be good people. The work ethic is spot on and they're driven and they're motivated. You've got that culture. It doesn't matter what manager comes in because the culture should stay exactly, exactly the same. Exactly the same, yeah. Forward. But... but it doesn't happen that way. A new no, manager comes in, got his own culture and his own way, and then he gets a sack or leaves after two or three 
Another manager comes in, different culture, different way, and the club's doing that constantly. Yeah. I think that's why it's so interesting when you watch these um, All or Nothing documentaries. Yeah. And yeah. Obviously, they'll only show you what they want you to see, yeah. but uh, that's You do what... get a taste for it, at least. Oh, though. you yeah. do, you yeah. do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's even like um, the ones I found was with Edu at Arsenal. Yeah. Like, what is he, the sporting director yeah, yeah, or yeah. technical director? And seeing him getting in amongst the lads and how he deals with Mikel Arteta, I thought it was... Yeah fascinating great stuff um, yeah. yeah but to answer your question no I do not miss honestly not miss one thing about football um, we've, I had a few, I've even had a few offers like recently where I could have gone and maybe done like short term deals and stuff like that and I don't know if I've ever really fancied it to be perfectly honest with you just before you came back in the room Ben left the old pod mics at home didn't you so yeah. we That's did an emergency again. emergency uh, trip back home and me and Cuts were talking before you came in and said let's say a team came in for you tomorrow, right? And you needed to play the next Premier League game. Um, I said to Cuts, how could you, you haven't played a football match for 10, 11 months. Yeah. Could you just come straight back in and could you just explain again what you said to me, Cuts? I think you do it easily. Yeah. Because you are a game player. <laughs> what and, does that mean? Love the game. It comes to life in a game. It doesn't need to train. Yeah, yeah. It does not need to train. I think I'll be sweet, mate. Yeah. I do, yeah. honestly. Because, I think of I'll be sweet. because of his personality and the way he brings himself out, the way he plays the game itself, he wouldn't need to train that no, much. Yeah. And was that, yeah. that goalie that yeah. would the rest and of it be there, the muscle get, memory? Again, and... Yeah, exactly right. Don't get me wrong. There's not many that could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly any. But you're a game player, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I loved it, yeah. Game day, just like, ready, gone, done. Once you, it's that adrenaline boost, mate. Once, yeah. the, once the game starts, right? Even like an hour before kickoff, like, I still haven't got the adrenaline boost yet. But it's when the game kicks off, the three o'clock, that whistle goes, oh, where we go, lads, like goosebumps, like hair stands on end. And it's the adrenaline courses through your body and it does stuff to me and to other people as well that you just can't do in the week. Like, you ain't got this yeah. energy. You can't jump so far. You can't kick it as far. And, and with your experiences and knowledge of the game anyway, how many games you played? Uh, 400, over 400 odd, yeah. You've got all that experience and all that knowledge, like, just go and play the game. It's yeah, like... I know. I think... So if anybody wants Ben, he's available on a game-by-game basis. Oh, I'd be so <laughs> stiff like, yeah. the next day. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be so stiff, like, kicking and that, like that. Yeah. The, odd, the odd bits and bods I've done lately, like, recently, I've been doing videos with this and that, and, like, even just kicking seven or eight balls or whatever. Honestly, mate, I'm waking up the next day. Stiff. My thighs are almost ripped to bits. My groin's <laughs> tight as you like. I'm thinking, ah, oh, this is miserable. Do you reflect back on your career? Like, even now, obviously, it's still very recent, but... Um... Like as as your pal, and I look back and think you didn't quite get the send off that you deserved, and, and and what made me realize that is when we did Mark Noble a couple of weeks ago, yeah, doing the research, watching everything, and you Mark got like the fairy tale send off, um, apart from the last of the game being at home, which it wasn't, but he got the last home game speech and everything. You didn't get that, did you? At Watford, yeah. No, I did get that at Watford. Because <laughs> I think if you'd have stayed at West Brom, then oh yeah, I think different. yeah. I think no, I think just uh, I think it kind of ended a little bit bitterly, really, between me and Watford. Um, you know, I think I'd like to think that if you ask any of the lads, you know, what's what's Ben like, I'd, they'd all give me a glowing reference and say, "Oh, I love him. He's a good lad, and he does it properly, and he's professional." Um, but I think the club just got didn't see it that way, really. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think with a bit of the you know the cycling GK thing might have got in their heads a little bit, but yeah, it was a bit of a shame, really, because. The the second to last game of the season was at home to Leicester, and my actually my last ever game in English football was a four one pumping by Leicester. We got absolutely battered, yeah, we did. We got pumped. Um, but then the following week we were playing Chelsea away at Chelsea on the Sunday, last game of the season, um, and 
So I'm I'm thinking, right, I'm probably going to be retiring at the end of the season anyway. So I'm thinking it's my last ever away trip with the lads. It would be really nice to sort of to travel with them. And do you know what I mean? And it would be just really nice. And then I got told quite early in the week that I'm not going to be playing on the Sunday. And I was like, yeah, that's even that's cool. It's not a problem. You've been playing play. most of the season. Yeah, I've been playing most of the season. But Dan, obviously Dan Batman is going to come in and play. And then I knew that Dan obviously is going to be the number one goalie next season in the championship for Watford. So I was like, yeah, it's cool. Not a problem. I totally get it. I understand it. But it wasn't until the Friday that they said, um, and we don't want you to travel with the team either. And I was like, what do you mean? Don't, why not? Why not can't I travel with the team? Do you know what I mean? I'm going to be, I'm probably going to be retiring. It'd be nice if I can have, you know, just have my last word and you know, have a bit of a lifetime with the lads. And they was like, no, I think you'll be a distraction. And I was like, what? That's not, that's not you. What or not are you on about? Yeah. A distra- I'm, not, I'm never a distraction. You know what I mean? I'll, that I, I enjoy being with the lads. The lads enjoy being with me. Because I think what I got really good at towards the end, even if, if, if I was playing or if I wasn't playing, I was a bit like, um, I was a bit of a cheerleader anyway. So mm. like because they, we've got a younger squad and some of them, like you say, they're introverted players. Mm. Like, you need to have somebody who's talkative around the place and gets people like the glue. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Gets people talking and chatting. Yeah, yeah. So I would be that guy anyway. But yeah, they would, no, we, we don't really, we don't want you to travel. Um, so like I say it was, it was Chelsea away so um, I was thinking well I want to go out Sunday night with the lads as well like the lads were, were planning because it's always a done thing like after the last game of the season you all go out for a few beers and say goodbye for the summer and everybody goes their own way um, so I was like well I'm going out with the lads on Sunday so I'll go to the game yeah just so happens that one of my good friends is a Chelsea fan like a, a big Chelsea fan as well he's got some like corporate tickets like where you get a bit of food and stuff beforehand and he's like oh I've got a couple spare tickets you can come and sit with me if you want in the Chelsea bit I was like yeah as if as if he's getting a ticket off his mate <laughs> to go and watch his own team yeah. fucking so, shambles so I was like, all right, sweet. I'll um, I'll just come and sit with you lot then in the Chelsea bit. So um, anyway, it was a baking hot day. It was like it was sun was beaming down. Everyone got sunburned actually just sitting there watching the football. Um, but the Watford fans were sort of over in there and I was by the side here. And the Watford, some of the Watford fans must have saw me sitting in the Chelsea end. Yeah. Oh, mate, I got pelters. <laughs> honestly, I got absolute <laughs> pelters. Like Adam you singing. Hammered, didn't you? Adam singing like... Foster is a whatever sort of thing, yeah. And then on Twitter and all that kind of stuff afterwards saying, oh, it's a shambles. Foster's sitting with the Chelsea fans. He wants Chelsea to win. I'm thinking, no, I didn't have a ticket. I wasn't invited. I only came because I, do you know what I mean? I wanted to watch the lads on the final day and I'm going out with them afterwards. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he didn't do much for the club, did you? So, no, yeah. was, that's what I mean. So Christ, it was a bit of a shame. Do you know what I mean? Really. It was a bit of a shame. I don't, it doesn't bother me though. I, I, still, I still like Watford. I'll, yeah, I'll always like Watford. I'll always watch do. out for Watford. Actually, funnily enough, speaking tonight, there's um, it's two of my former Ooh, teams big tonight. Game tonight. West Brom at home against Watford tonight Big that game. is so we were going to go and I, I can't get tickets to, <laughs> I swear my life so I I don't want to I don't want to go and I want to I want to look impartial because I love both of these teams yeah I do I love them both so I want to look impartial so um, I, I didn't know whether to sit in the Watford end or with the West Brom end so anyway end. I know I can get Watford tickets because some of the lads have already texted me and said like if you want to come I can sort you out some tickets but I thought maybe I should sit in the West Brom bit and just like you know what I mean it's West Brom at home anyway I text the secretary at West Brom and said any chance of getting a few tickets I want to take my son you know um, and she was like I'm so sorry we ain't got nothing left like it's fully sold out and I'm like oh great so sorry I'm going to go to the pub anyway and watch it wow that's amazing Uh, what about you Cuts when you when you retired because what are you about 34 when you retired no I was younger than that were you younger than that 29 yeah when I I first retired yeah my my back was just horrific was it yeah you always struggled your back back was shocking so last year at Rotherham I was like getting injections in my back oh. and just getting through games like stiffening. Like I get half time, I think, oh, it's all right. Yeah, get up to half time, 
half time comes and my back would just go what from sitting down just stopping and, yeah, you know you just yeah, stop yeah, for like yeah, yeah. and like I'd just struggle second half of games massive struggle and then I'd be out for a few days after that oh. like and it was just like I can't do it anymore was it a relief when you yeah massive relief and from the age of like 25, 26, I knew where I wanted to head. I knew the direction I wanted to go in. I wanted to yeah. be a coach and I wanted to go and add my own philosophy. I knew exactly the direction, you know, where I was going to head. And luckily, Alan Neil, who was the manager at Rotherham the year before, got the sack and he went to Bury. And then the year after when I retired, I went to Bury with Alan Neil. So that was a great little... Is that uh, is it an easy process, is it, to go from sort of playing to know you're going straight into the coaching side of it. So you, had you already done all the badges? Is that something you've had yeah, to I'd learn? Yeah, I started it. Yeah, I started it, but it's still difficult and yeah. different. Even like, and I talk about John Terry again, but even like massive players like that, when they go from playing to coaching, find it difficult. It's really? completely different. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the obviously the spotlight's on you. It's an individual thing. You've got to then put the session on. It's like the detail you have to go into to, in order to do that. It's like, it's different, completely yeah. different. Um, I loved it. I completely, I loved everything about it from the start. Like, and I just like, I'm, I'm a scholar of the position. I love everything about it. Yeah. So I just, I, like, I just gave it everything. I was doing the academy at, at Wolves at the time. I was going into Hereford, going into Bury, and then went full-time at Bury, and then just went up from there. So um, I, I went to um, St. George's Park a few weeks back. So England 21's basically manager got in touch and the goalie coaches, um, Tim Dittmer, um, and they basically said, do you, do, can you come in for um, basically a session with the, with, the, with the young goalkeepers? So the goalie's raging from 18 to 21. Um, the best sort of basically the 12 sort of basically the best goalkeepers in the country um, and just sort of watch a session you can get involved a little bit we'll do a bit of a Q&A we'll do a this and that um, so I was like yeah sweet looking forward to it buzzing so I turned up had a lovely day with them but then we went into a room and there was like there was a bunch of goalie coaches there who were also there to sort of watch and learn and stuff and Cuts was in the room and I was thinking what on earth are you doing here mate so what was why do you have to still do that and what um, is that about to be fair I was asked to go in yeah and it's always good to see different different ideas different thoughts and and to be fair, that they should be the best, the future of England goalkeeping. Yeah. They should be the ones where you're thinking, you know, with the future's bright here, we've got some really good young goalies. Yeah. We have to be fair. Yeah. And they're all like athletes, weren't they? They are. Big oh my boys, gosh. Big they're all athletic big boys. boys. Um, but you've got to keep learning. You've got yeah. to, just because I'm, I'm out of work now doesn't mean it stops. It's got, you've got to keep continuing to learn, to step forward, to keep seeing different ideas, different thoughts. You know, I'm, I'm not the be all and end all. I'm not the. You got to keep moving with it. You have to. You got to keep yeah. learning. Have to keep learning. You know, like the game keeps progressing. Keeps it, it was forward. all right though, to be fair, wasn't it? The kids yeah. were brilliant as well, some, weren't they? Some great kids. There, yeah, it was. It was great. Really enjoyed it. Actually. What about the the routine of being a footballer? And this one, obviously, you've been coaching and um, relatively recently uh, are not coaching. But with you, Ben, you've come from because I've got my own perspective on on you almost because you've gone from having a routine to having a very different routine. Yeah. So be here at nine o'clock for training, do that match day, be here at this time. And I think when we have a really busy week, it suits you yeah. really well. I prefer it. Because yeah. you'll get the schedule for the week and you'll go, right, I've got to be here at nine Monday, Tuesday, yeah. blah, blah. When we have a quieter week, I 
think you're a bit of a loose end. I sometimes. do. I get stir crazy, mate. I have to go and do something. This is why we've taken up golf because it takes up so <laughs> much of my time. Honestly, I'm not even joking. I have to do something. I cannot wake up and just sit in the house and watch yeah, telly. Exactly right. I have to go gym. I have to do whatever yeah. it is. Food shop. I'll go and do food mm. shopping or whatever. Right. I just have to keep busy and always doing something. But when you like footballer is a little bit like being in the army. You are waiting to be told where to be at what time and what you need, aren't you? Definitely That's right. how it works. So yeah, yeah. how are you with that in the last sort of whatever six months since I have, like i have to get up and go to the gym first yeah. thing in the morning yeah. i have to do it so i'm there by half eight eight yeah. half eight every single nice, day yeah. because i know i need that routine yeah so and then i'll come back i'll have an hour in the house and i'll go and take the dog for an hour yeah now that routine i can't not have a routine i can't i just can't lounge about the house Mate, weather's getting better you can start getting on the bike i've done a little bit well. on the bike the last have couple you, of weeks yeah, yeah. um yeah, that, that I have to have it. Yeah. I can't like I can't not do yeah, it. I'm not I'm, one that just is sit around the house. I think you know what I learned a lot from actually is lockdown. So the so when lockdown first happened and football just got cancelled for like three or four months or whatever it was, right? I remember the very first two weeks of lockdown and I had so the reason why I do a lot of cycling and a lot of like gym work and stuff is because I know deep down it benefits my football. So it would make me a, it makes me a stronger, better whatever. It will prolong my career, all that kind of stuff. And then when lockdown happened and there was no definitive answer or no sort of end in sight of when this was going to end and when we were going to be back to football, I had this like mad thing come over me where I'm thinking, I just don't want to go and get in the gym. I don't want, to, I don't know why, why, why am I doing it? I've got nothing to train for. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it, I had a real wobble for a couple of weeks. I'm thinking, I hate this. I hate not having structure yeah. or knowing what to do. And it genuinely took me the best part of two weeks of going, right, plan your day or plan your week or whatever plan a few things so that you've got something to focus on and look mm. for and so i think i learned so much of that from lockdown that when i did retire at the end of the season we to be fair we're busy as you like doing stuff anyway so there's always stuff to do but i will always have to fill my day with something so i'm mm. always already thinking like we've got a shoot on wednesday um tomorrow i've got pretty much nothing on i'm going to go and play golf in the morning right because i know it, by the time one o'clock comes i'll have finished my 18 holes and then it's like almost getting ready to pick the kids up and stuff like that so i just yeah buzz off being when busy, you have right? a quiet week though it's almost like you can't go to go i've got a free eight free day here so i'll do everything yeah <laughs> and he comes in the office and it's we call it hurricane foster and he'll come in the office and it'll be bam 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 i'm gonna do this blah, blah. and then he leaves the office and you kind of go Oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of like okay. being a footballer. Because being a footballer, you get one day off, right? And what happens on that one day off? You go, I've got to fit everything in that one yeah, day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You go, like, I've got to do this, 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 yeah. this, this, and this. Before you know it, day's off, gone, and you get back in work, and the next day the you next don't day. get... And it's the same, you know, at the end of the season, you get like five or six weeks off. Yeah. You are cramming. Yeah. Everything holidays, in. Holidays, holidays, holidays. Holidays, holidays. Everything you possibly can. It yeah. doesn't feel like a rest because you've just gone boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And to be fair, even by the end of the summer, you get to the point where you're going... When are we back in? I want to be back in. When yeah. are we back in? Are we back in yeah. next week? You kind of dread it, but buzz yeah. off it at the yeah. same time because you know pre-season training is going to be coming in. It's going to be horrible and hard and long and tiring, but you kind of want it still. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And what about the dressing room? Do you miss the dressing room um, dynamic of just seeing your mates every day? Yeah, I, that, that was one of my favourite parts of my career is going into the dressing room and seeing the lads and just chatting absolute shit because they do and they keep you young about it a bit as well don't they it's like some of the sayings i learned from last oh year God. some of the stuff they it's say it's like, outrageous yeah. isn't it some of the like, lingo they use is brutal like young jamie we've got young jamie he uses all of them yeah. like lengting like you're always <laughs> jamie went out on saturday you're looking for some lengting <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that where we live lemmington <laughs> oh, i find that like with coaches as well because it's such like you get so close to other coaches because like you've 
got to win games. Yeah. Like you get like that. Real like your brother. Close, like your brother. Yeah. yeah. Like Danks, Aaron Danks became like really close with him because yeah. of, you know, like we were together obviously with Dean and then we're together with Steve. And like you just get that bond. You know, that bond. Yeah. It's you, nice out of that, isn't it? Games, yeah. yeah, it is nice. More than I think that they ever did when I was a player. Yeah. I think, it's got, I think you're under more pressure as yeah, a coach. Yeah, as a coach, I totally yeah. agree. I think this is one of the reasons why I had no interest in going into coaching, mm. genuinely, because I think it's you you to be a coach and to be a manager or what you have to be very professional and very dedicated and cuts is that guy to a t by the way the most dedicated i've seen he lives it he embodies all of it right but that is the bit for me where i think having stepped away from it for a few months it's only now i realize how how intense it all is and how involved you have to be and how all-consuming it is it's so like football is so unsociable it is it's so unsociable you can never commit to doing anything yeah. because there'll be something that comes up with football where you can't make it anyway and it just just takes over your life yeah. Yeah. And, and this is why it is we always say it is it's a cool job it's probably best job oh, in yes, the world wicked. right yeah, however it is a job yeah for and sure. we we have it now like i think we did a was it christmas i don't think it wasn't christmas this year no it was christmas this year when we did the world cups and stuff and like we had all the watch alongs lots of content churning out and then we stop and we had a few do- days off over christmas Whew. And you just kind of go, oh, and you just kind of sag and go, yeah. oh man, I just need a few days. But it's the same. And you've yeah, experienced yeah, yeah. that now, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah. what. So, so now, now you're a working guy. Uh, Hello. Like, how do you find? Question for both of you. Weekends. They're like a thing oh, for you. Oh, talk they? to me about your weekends at the minute. Then, like it's. I'm just feeling human again. Now. Yeah. You, know, you start to feel human. You've got a weekend where you can just like do what you want to do, know, go yeah. where you want to go. Drink what you want to drink. Hey, that's the like, one, isn't it? Yeah. And other people are there to share it with you because I think exactly one right. of the things which you, you realised, wasn't it? You were like, I'm going to play golf tomorrow. And, you, and you're like, I've got no one to play golf with. I know, Because yeah. it, <laughs> it's not Saturday. I know. So yeah. you've fallen into this, oh, I'm looking forward to the weekend because my mates are about, I'll yeah. go and have a couple of pints. There's always someone to do something. Yeah, it's yeah. like when you were at school as a kid and you had an ill day off from school and it's like, <laughs> like I want to go and do yeah, everything. But everyone's at school. Yeah. <laughs> exactly What's right. this all about? This is rubbish. I'm the same as you, the man. I love the weekends now. So, but like, you, like, you can't oh. beat sitting in a pub and watching. No, oh. it's class, isn't it? You can't beat it. I know. I'm looking forward to going to the pub tonight. So, I'm, I know, like I say, it's, it's West Brom Watford tonight. I am going to the pub and I will be taking my son. I'm going to take his, my mate and his son will come there. We'll get some, like, Chris. You'll get a pint. And, but even that, when you're playing football, you can't do that because if you're sat there on a Monday night with a pint in your hand and someone takes a picture of you, it will get sent to somewhere. It will come on Twitter and then that's it. It's wild. Fire. It's just it's just a bad look. So you've got to stay at home, and you can't do those kind of things. You'd be better off watching at home tonight. You're not going to get a minute's peace. Nah. Which pub are you going to? I'm not. I'm putting a hat on. And we'll it's be going out Thursday than, anyway. Yeah, isn't it? we'll be sweet as night. Um, yeah. I think we've got some quick fires for for Neil, Neil. haven't we? Okay, come on then. Let's yeah. crack on. You've got the laptop in front of you. I got no quick fires today. I had no notes for this today, by the way, because we're doing all right. Though. This, we're yeah, waffling. We are right, so mate. good at waffling, mate. That's all we need to do. Go as soon as you start talking goalie stuff. Anyway, I've you're cooking. I've got a new question on the quick fires. Okay, go on then. Dig right. in first. Come on. Cuts. You're going on Master Chef tomorrow. Ooh. What's the speciality dish you're cooking? I'm a bad chef, mate. I'm a bad chef. Best you can forward. cook something. You can yeah. cook one thing. Don't yeah, say no, bolognese. I, no, I do. I can, I'm decent with <laughs> pasta. I'm good at breakfast stuff because when I go to the gym and I come back, hungry. wife will be out when I'm hungry and I have to eat right. So I'm, I'm really good at scrambled egg. Like I'm throwing all kinds of scrambled egg. Master chef. I'm really good at scrambled right. egg. You just no, said. but it, no. getting scrambled egg no, right is that's the breakfast of my choice. Right, I like a bit of scrambled egg. Um, 
and I, I like a I like a pasta, I like a nice pasta oh, dish. Okay, but I'm just yeah. basic, you know. Yeah, I'm not yeah, a yeah. chef like you. Yeah, I like I'm it though. It's it, it, like mastering the classics, mastering yeah, the yeah. easy Basics. dishes. Yeah, I do the, ba- the basics. It's not really an easy well. thing to do, you know. Yeah. is to master the easy classics. Right. And to be fair, now I'm off. I can improve on that. Can't I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, right. Bucket, bucket list. So sorry. I think were you taking was I taking that one out of your mouth? Oh, yeah, go for it, man. So as a spectator, your bucket list sporting event to go to. Do you know what? I've never, I've never been to Wimbledon. I've never seen uh, nice, yeah. tennis. I've never, never been to see tennis live. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, love yeah. To see tennis great. Like, live. I'd love to do that. Okay, it's a wrong answer, but it's a good answer. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, the <laughs> right answer is Augusta for the golf. <laughs> that's the, that's the right answer. You've seen me play golf, mate. No, but <laughs> when yeah. You, if you did, you'd realise why I wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's a good answer, there, mate. I like it. Um, what's the best football match you've ever seen live? Ooh, live. I don't know. Um, Best one I've been involved in was a, was a playoff final. Was the, was the championship playoff final because that was just against West Brom. No, it was the Villa playoff final against um, Derby. Derby, it was Derby. I didn't have Derby. That there, was yeah. just one of the best days of my life. Yeah, so that's probably the best game. Line yeah, yeah, like, mate. I, I yeah. honestly think right if. If you can guarantee a way to get promoted from the Championship it's League one, whatever, if you can oh, guarantee it, to do it through the playoffs yeah. is just, oh, it's the best, isn't it? I've done it twice and it is just it's phenomenal. That feeling, like this season, people are kind of, with Newcastle next week, people are saying, like I said to um, lads in the office the other day, we were saying, right, you can finish fourth or you finish fifth and win the League Cup. And surely as a Newcastle fan, after all these years, that feeling of winning a winning. cup and like as yeah. a football fan like I remember going when, when you did Blues and yeah. well, I wasn't, a, I wasn't yeah. a Blues fan but it, it means everything and that yeah. is going to be like in 30 years time they ain't going to go remember in 2023 and we got yeah. into the Champions League yeah. it's not going to happen but that that day out at Wembley well, oh, I remember we God. pulled out the hotel right and we, we worked our way around to, to get into Wembley into the stadium and the place was just full of Villa fans like and we had the music banging and we're going through it was like I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Yeah, it's it. nice, it's isn't it? Amazing, amazing experience. Like thousands and thousands of Villa fans. Ah, uh, to be fair, Villa fans are decent. When they get going, they make some yeah, noise, don't they? Oh, place rocking. Like, Birmingham Villa fans are obviously a bit better, but still, you know, it's extremely. They're not bad. Mate. Uh, who's your <laughs> idol growing up? Um, I uh, growing up. Do you know what? I lo- I love to watch Tim Flowers. Yeah, nice. Up. Yeah, Tim from, was from like local lad. Yeah, is he? Yeah, local. Tim was yeah. like, I used to think he was brilliant. Yeah. Like, his shape and the way he moved around a goal and he's biomechanically, I'm a geek and I'm a geek. <laughs> but he's like, I used to think he was brilliant. Really had a lovely half volley on him. I love this. So he was kind of my idol growing up. First crush? Teenage crush? Celebrity crush. Oh, celebrity crush growing up. Um, I don't know. How don't old know. are you now? Oh, I'll tell you what it was. Do you know, like in the mornings, um, what was the program in the mornings when you went to school? Big Breakfast. Big Breakfast. Denise Van Outen. Yes. Denise Van Outen. Yes. Oh, my God. Yep, 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 yep. Him, yep. Her and uh, what's his name? Uh, Paulie Yates. Uh, Johnny Vaughan. Yeah. Johnny Vaughan? Johnny Vaughan, yeah. yeah. Johnny Vaughan, yeah. And it was so someone else before him, wasn't there? Anyway, yeah. it was Paulie, good, though, yeah. Paulie Yates was. Oh, Paulie Yates, when I, yeah, she Fantastic. was lovely as well. Kelly Brook was on Big Breakfast, wasn't she? Was she? Wow, way. Um, any phobias? Uh, not really. I don't really like snakes. I might go to yep. Australia in a few weeks. For, oh, okay. Yeah, I might do just a little bit of time out. I went. I went to Australia in um, pre-season with Villa back in in the summer, and didn't really see any snakes or any spiders or anything. But I'm, I'm not really keen on snakes. But no. I wouldn't really call it a, a, a phobia. Yeah, much, I wouldn't. No, not really. Secret talents? Any hidden talents? Um, <sighs> hidden talents. 
don't know really. Not you're not bad on the bike. Yeah, I'm quite good at bike. He's heavy though. That's uh, his only. That's problem. my problem. It's easy for you guys. They're a bit lighter. Hills, oh, hills yeah. are your problem. And where I live in Shropshire, mate, hills everywhere. Honestly, it's a complete joke. It's your it's enemy. Just, isn't get it? on the track. Yeah, there you go. You'll be a powerhouse on the track, mate. Um, right, final question. Neil Cutler, because this has been a world-class podcast, by the way. I've enjoyed this so much. Yeah. Um, if you could live a day in the life of anybody, anybody alive right mm -hmm. now, who would it be? Brad Pitt. Oh, <laughs> I think that's the right answer. What a, I think that's the right what answer. What a guy. Yeah. He's just some guy, isn't he? Yeah. Imagine the life he's had. Imagine just living his life for like 10 years. I would love to see his CV. I would you know love I mean? to see his CV. What, what do you mean guy. by that? You know what I mean by that. <laughs> you know exactly nah, who's I mean the um, comedian, American guy, Pete Davidson? Oh, my, my God. Good yeah. God. Ooh. Yeah, very good CV. Um, right, Kurt, mate, that was world class. Thank you so loved much, it. mate. Loved Absolutely bad stuff that. Tomasi, well done. Thank you. Um, well done. And as always, up the Foscast. Up the Foscast. You got to do that. Oh yeah, put the first cast. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks everybody for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Fozcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Fozcast. Mm -hmm.